It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We do have some stats we got to get to first, though. And before we do that, FanDuel wants to make sure if you're going to win money this spring, summer, fall, winter, this year, on football or any other sport, you're betting with FanDuel.com, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, brand new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about getting in on the action, there's no better time to do so than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL and official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Guys, are you ready for a five-pack of McNuggets? We are, Mike, but let me just read this one more tweet, about, which I thought was interesting. I don't know. Read into it, if you will, or whatever. Uh, Mary-Kate Cabot just uh, – wait a second. I'm sorry. This is a tweet from yesterday that Dorian Thompson-Robinson was taking the second-team uh, throws. But I somebody got, just got. retweeted it on my timeline. I didn't realize it was from yesterday. But that was interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So this is your five-pack of McNuggets stats. Here we go. And are you guys ready? We How about are. some elite screen game numbers from this Kevin Stefanski offense? Against Seattle, the Browns attempted five screen passes. They went five for five for 105 yards, including a 41-yard pickup by Pierre Strong. David Njoku's touchdown was not technically charted as a screen pass. It was a fake screen, kind of slipped to the middle. But their previous success on that drive, where they had run two screen plays in a row before that touchdown, completely fooled the defense and allowed the middle of the field to be wide open for Njoku to score that touchdown. So that wasn't technically charted as a screen, but you could add another 20 yards in a touchdown, which would give them 6 for 6, 127 yards in a touchdown in the screen game. They threw receiver screens. They threw running back screens. They threw a flea flicker, flea flicker tight end <laughs> screen. And they threw a regular tight end screen. Yeah. Four different screens on six attempts. Bottom line, without real playmakers in this offense, the fancy has to get creative, get guys open in space. And the screen game for the last three weeks has been their most effective and important way of doing that. Guys, we have, uh, for years, I know I've complained. Really, and again, you and I have been the two biggest Stefanski supporters in this town, yeah. Jason. But the one, my biggest complaint with Stefanski ha- over the years has been that he doesn't use the screen game enough. I always found that frustrating. And he, all of a sudden, as Mike says, he's been using it a lot more, and they've used it effectively. I love it, and I hope we will continue to see more of it. Well, when your quarterback throws interceptions Congrats. every time he goes down the field, <laughs> the only thing you can do is turn around and dump yeah, it up well, to the screen. Screen yeah. game, I mean, look. look. <sighs> yeah, his screen game is a necessity. <laughs> it's a necessity. He, he's not doing that to diversify his playbook. He's like, man, we can't throw the ball more than 15 yards down the field, bro. Let's just... Get the screen game I would going. take 15. Lord. <laughs> 15 would be a win. My goodness. Like, so, but here's the thing. My frustrating part is we have not seen the screen game or the RPO game with Deshaun Watson. The screen game is only for DTR and PJ Walker. When Deshaun gets in there, all that disappears for some reason. Well, it may not now because he throws the football like it's a medicine ball. There it is. Like, so the screen game may be back this oh, so week. You weren't impressed with that zip you seen oh. on it? At- <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? I, I was like, this is unbelievable. Where's that zip at? What are you talking about, bro? These are moon balls. He 
Jesus. It looks like a hot air balloon floating up there. What? I, I, I had to bust uh, Hayden Grove's. Yeah, know, I like Hayden podcast. a lot. I, I don't too. know what he was talking about. Zip Hayden. I mean, come on now. Uh, I, you know, I didn't see. First of all, how can you really tell on a video? It's, it's, uh, you know, you, you got a, you got, you got a radar gun on on your phone. Will, yeah. Will Levis was the, that was Zip. Yeah, Will yeah, Levis yeah. was throwing sidearms all the way from pass on that far hash. Yeah, all the way out of bounds with a with a sidearm pass. That's Zip. Right now, would you take Will Levis or Kenny Pickett? Real quick. Shut up. Come on, man. Give me Will it's Levis. Close. It's only played Levis. two games though. I've seen enough from Pickett to know he's not it. Yeah, with, with a Pickett with the he's glove. He's not him. He, he's not him. Fact. He's good in the fourth quarter, though. He's good in the fourth quarter. What is it? What did I see last? I was like dozing off. And the he's end got of the, the game. second most. Seven? I know what you're gonna say. Fourth seven? quarter comeback. Seven. I think now was the number because he won last. I thought night. I was dreaming when That's I woke up and saw that. Now remember, a lot of the good quarterbacks don't have to come back in the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, I give him his kudos on that. I still think who's stinks, a better but. fourth quarter comeback quarterback? Kenny Pickett or Pat Mahomes? Who would you rather have? Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny. Real quick before we get yeah. to the next step, we talked about Kevin Stefanski's struggles when they're down in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then we realized everyone in the league, besides Patrick Mahomes, is a terrible record. Yeah. Well, now it's Patrick Mahomes and the Steelers. Kenny Pickett has single-handedly brought the Steelers into plus 500 in that let's, category. Let's not get single-handedly. So, wait. He, he is a different quarterback in the fourth quarter than he is in the first three. It makes no sense. Does Pickett get credit for the win on the Browns game when it's a strip sack fumble? Yeah. That got to go. Technically, the, the Steelers are the only other team in the league plus 500 now, going back to 2020, yeah. when they enter the fourth quarter trailing by three. If you, so frustrating. If the Browns – think about this. If the Browns just don't give up the ball more than everybody in the league, they're like six, six and one. one. That's why I'm fine with four and three because you could easily make a case for two and five. You could just as easily make a case for six and one. Yeah. So four and three is probably about what they should be. Yeah, because it, well, you can make the argument for the turnovers. You could say, how are they four and three with the worst quarterback play? That's in the right. League? So go ahead, Mike. Next stat. G. Bush, this stat is for you. Oh. I needed something that was going to make G. Bush Ooh. happy. And G. Bush, this stat, I spent a lot of time finding it. Okay. This is for you. The Browns rank 30th in the NFL in EPA per drop back on empty sets, which is terrible. They also run the second most empty sets in the NFL. <laughs> so they run a ton of empty, and they are god-awful at it. <sighs> the reason they continue to run it with P.J. Walker is it is Deshaun Watson's favorite formation to use in 19 and 20. He led the NFL in quarterback EPA out of empty formation. So it is a staple of the Deshaun Watson playbook. It is certainly not a staple of the P.J. Walker playbook. But Kevin Stefanski keep dialing up those plays. And without Deshaun Watson in there, and even with Deshaun this season, uh, I'm just going to say this nicely, they have not worked. Uh, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, in, in 19 and 20, Deshaun Watson, go back and watch those empty plays he was – Deshaun Watson was not getting back to his third step and getting rid of the ball. He was running around playing playground back football. Like he was making guys miss, guys slip, DeAndre Hopkins a miss. You got you have guys leaking down the field, and he was just running around in on that turf and, and looking more athletic than everybody. Fast forward, 2019. Y'all gotta understand that. Somebody was in somebody was a freshman in either high school or college. They are now in grad school. 2019 and it's 2023. They are now entering grad school. That was a long time ago. So yeah, you might have like five wide then, but right now the five wide that we running has Harrison Bryant, David Njoku, 
and Jerome Ford split out wide with, with Amari Cooper and, 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 and Elijah Moore. That's not the I mean, same that, playbook. Yeah, that's a fair criticism of Stefanski. If it's, why are you doing it more than anybody else, Jason, if you're the worst in the league at it? What are you looking at me for? I'm not calling the plays. <laughs> uh, all right, fair. But, you know, I thought Tim had an interesting answer to it. Yeah. Tim liked it because he said, you make the defense show its hand. There, you can't really disguise anything. It right. is what it is. So that part, I guess, is I like that too. But, hey, I mean, we're, half, we're about halfway through the season doesn't, now. Doesn't that even, you know, especially for, for P.J. Walker, I mean, that e- that's even more of an indictment. The team's try- essentially doing this because they think it's going to be easier for you, and it's not working. At all. And it, it, it didn't work with DTR. Not going to work here. And you got to think about it. We just got, we just now today stopped jumping off the roof about Jed Wills. Just today. Like, we, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. he had two good weeks where we didn't hear his name. We was like, thank God, bro. You got Jed Wills, and you don't, you have receivers with no separation game. So why would you run five wide? And my thing is, it takes it takes out any threat of run. Now, if he was a guy that was going to use quarterback draw with that quarterback power play, I like that because now you get to get guys. That, but now they're just lining up, blitzing people, confusing the quarterback, and it's just well, that's not very good. All right, next stat, Mike number three. Next up, this is uh, I felt bad doing this, but. The more you look into P.J. Walker and why I think Deshaun Watson has to play this week, the Walker numbers are just, they're tough. This season. <laughs> tough. This season. He nice is the lowest week. combined EPA plus CPOE in the NFL. That's a, a f- efficiency per drop back and completion percentage over exec, uh, expected. He has the highest turnover-worthy rate throwing percentage in the NFL at 7.7%. That's ahead of guys like oh Gardner Minshew, Mac Jones, and Desmond Ritter by a significant margin. Only 65% of his passes this season have been uh, deemed catchable. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Which, uh, not bad. Well, the next lowest is 78%. Not bad. That sounded horrible. There are quarterbacks who complete 70% of their passes. No, but I'm saying the second worst. That is 32nd. Yeah. Yeah. 31st is 78%. Right. So it's that's terrible. terrible. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, saying yeah. 65, oh, that, that's... Who are some of the best quarterbacks, like, uh, Mahomes, Russell Wilson this year is at 88%. He's second in the NFL. Yeah, wow. Which so if you is, think about that, like, the guys at the top, 9 out of 10 passes are catchable. This guy, 6 out of 10. That's, that's just catchable. That's not right. caught. That's just catchable. That's a huge difference. Yes. That's yeah. just crazy. Not surprising, though. And then just some more things real quick. So PFF tracks accuracy in different parts of the field. They go off a... a a 30-point grade. It's weird. The only area that he has a positive or at least average accuracy grade is behind the line of scrimmage, a.k.a. screen passes. It's one thing he does very well. And this one is, is kind of what hurts. And, gee, this is why I don't get empty. Walker throws to his first read, according to PFF, 68.8% of the time. It's actually middle of the pack, but he's really a one-read quarterback. However, his EPA, which is my favorite analytic. You'll see me use it a lot. It's very simple to use. A higher EPA, good, lower, bad. His uh, EPA on first read throws this season is a zero, uh, minus 0.4. The next lowest in the NFL is Mac Jones, who sucks. 
at a minus 0.2. So he's twice as bad as the second worst on this first. All right, fine. Start Deshaun. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't talk me off my eye. Well, listen, Deshaun looks a lot better right now. Coming up on Channel 3, is Deshaun with an arm in a sling better than B.J. Walker? (laughs) Good gracious. He has moxie, though. He just got moxie. Moxie. He keeps him in games. All right, let's go to let's go to a good Brown stat. We don't have to talk okay. Walker. I feel right. bad every time we do yeah. that, but I do think it is worth putting a little context to what you see with your eyes versus. You no, know, you had to, you had to do that, Big Nuggets, because a lot of people was trying to tell me they started to creep up. Well, you know, PJ Walker's two and one. How oh, could you take God, him out? I mean, yeah, how do you take, how do you take the guy? As Bull says, in spite of PJ Walker, not I All right, I on the other side. As bad as those numbers were, here are some phenomenal numbers from Mo Hurst. I asked Mary Kay about him earlier this week, and Mo yeah. Hurst may be the single most underrated cheap free agent signing in the NFL this season. In four of his seven grades this year, he's posted an 80-plus PFF grade. He ranks sixth overall among interior defensive linemen this season who have played at least 150 snaps with an 87.9 season grade bowl. You like PFF more than anybody. I know we don't always agree with them. No. But if you're grading in the 80s, high 80s, you're doing a damn good job. The five guys ahead of him on that list, you ready? Dexter Lawrence, highest paid defensive tackle in football. Jalen Carter, phenomenal rookie for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Quinton Williams, phenomenal defensive tackle for the Jets. Aaron Donald and Osa Odigizua. Who I don't know who he is, but he's he has an eighty eight. Yeah, but he's playing at a at a very high level and that's why I loved this signing at the time it was under the radar because the guy the only question with him was always be health. Because he had played very well when he first came in the league with with San Francisco. And one more thing. He made himself some money, bro. Oh Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And one more thing, and this is what you get paid for is getting pressure on the quarterback. He has ninety two pass rush attempts this season from an interior defensive position stance. He has 10 pressures. That's a 10.9 pressure rate. Also ranks in the top 10 in the NFL among interior defensive linemen. This dude has been worth every penny the Browns yeah, paid him. paying him nothing. And then a whole lot more. Yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. lot more. He's been phenomenal. That's why I was freaking out when they cut him at first. I said, what? You, you might want to bring him right on back over here, bro. Uh, he's made himself a boatload of money at D-Tag. Yeah, that's a guy you're going to lose this offseason. So stop saying that, Bull. Stop, Bull. Bull. Don't, uh, don't, why, why you do that? Why you do that, bro? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just feeling a little better. You just go right maybe to Maybe they'll lock him up well, now. Maybe no, I mean, I mean, we thought that about Ethan Postick last year. That's true. Yeah, we you, did. When you have a long injury history in the NFL, you yeah. don't get – That's you, fair. You get, you get short-term That's deals. fair. Two, uh, hey, listen, Jason Lloyd, man, he, you know, he be, we be, he be, con- they be telling, texting Jason, hey, you think we should sign him? <laughs> Two years. Yeah. Minimoski. Nobody's asking my opinion. Nobody's oh, asking yeah, me. Minimoski. Yes, they are. You, you know it. Give yeah, me that um, 10, two years for 15 million. I think Kobe's definitely calling you with contract uh, oh, yeah. possibilities. All the time. <laughs> um, would you offer him a contract for next year right now to try to keep him, or is that silly? I don't know how much money you got. I'm all you can't. It's November. Like, like he could blow out a knee. Yeah, that's true. But he's been damn good. He has. He's been. He's been he's damn been, good. He's been great. I'm thinking about. I'm a little over here thinking about it. I, I'm always for offering somebody. Who, they, listen, give him that Jose Ramirez contract. Oh God. <laughs> why? T- why would he take it right now? Why would he? Yeah, probably. If, if you if you want to overpay, if he gets hurt, if you want done. if you want to overpay him and guarantee it, he'll take it. Yeah, right. right. Now there's a guy. Now now look. I don't know if they're gonna be like Zadarius Smith. I don't know about that. He's a is he he might be a one and done. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. But Maurice Hurst, you know, I mean, he's he's really played well. It's, he's been a good addition. And we talk about Jim Schwartz, and the big thing when they signed him was he gets the most out of defensive linemen. 
at defensive tackle in particular. Tackle especially. Tomlinson's been solid. Jordan Elliott, unbelievable turnaround from where he was the last. Hey, hold, oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I, listen, let me let me get the camera. Yeah. Where you at? Hey, Jordan Elliott, man. This your boy G. Bush, man. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dog. Listen, I I, I know, um, you know, saying we was on you for about three years, but I don't know what happened. You got some Scooby snacks or whatever the case may be. You, but you a dog now. You you've been balling. You've been in the backfield. You've been penetrating. I don't know what's going on. Super duper pause. But <laughs> Jordan Elliott, a hey, salute, my brother. You out here killing it this year. I've been watching. I've been watching. Uh, I don't know what happened. Um, this is the second time I had to apologize. I, Anthony Walker. Now I got to apologize to Jordan Elliott. I'm not doing it no more. But here you go, man. Salute to you. He's been playing well this year. Is there anybody on the Browns defense that's been terrible this year? No. I feel like nobody. I, mean, maybe- I would say there's maybe one or two guys that have not lived up to my expectations, my personal expectations. But I don't think anyone's Who? been bad. I, think New- I thought Newsom would take a, a bigger step forward than he has. I, th- I think Zedarius has been – he has – I don't think he's been a disappointment. No, he's been – The thing with Zedarius, like, his grades are good, but he, he hasn't, hasn't made any kind of the, impact. The production. Yeah. He, had a, yeah. he had a little strip sack against the, 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 the Colts at the end of the game. You know who I think has been as advertised is Juan Thornhill. He, I think he's made some plays that you don't really notice. Right. But it's a good thing he was there when he was yeah. or else that was going for six. The yeah. Kenneth yeah. Walker play. Yeah. The long Kenneth Walker run yeah. last week. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's just made some sound tackles and yeah. been in the right spot that it doesn't flash. You know, not everybody's a superstar, right? Juan Thornhill's just a good, solid player. Yeah. And you got to have that. You yeah. got to have a, you I, know, I, you, you can't, I, sometimes it's like, Everybody's a superstar or a scrub, and there's a whole lot of guys in Most of there. the NFL is not either. That's right. They're, they're uh, middle sometimes tier. Sometimes we treat it. M- I didn't McLeod, feel like it. McLeod has been – Rodney McLeod been pretty He's solid, been good too. as a third safety. Delpit's um, played well for the most part. He made some mistakes last week. JLK, uh, JLK, JLK I think JLK's mostly played well. The linebackers have been pretty solid overall. They're getting good production from, you know, from everywhere. And, and, and I think that's – you know, you talk about uh, – we've com- – the, the big problem the Browns have had in the past is they haven't had a bunch of, like, you, you'd have a couple of star players, and then you'd have a lot of, like, bad players yeah. in the lineup. And the Browns, at least on defense, they've got a lot of good, solid players. They don't have a ton of stars. Mm-hmm. We know what Miles Garrett is. Denzel Ward is a great player. Uh, Emerson is seems to be emerging into that type of player. Yep. But the rest of their guys on defense, they're not, they're not stars, but they're a bunch of really good, solid players. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think I think Thornhill's been an upgrade over JJ three. Oh, big time! Yeah. And and go back. What do we? How many times did I say it last year? We talked about it all year. If you fix the defensive tackle issue, you go a long way toward fixing a lot of the right. rest of the problems that they had defensively last year. And that's yeah. happened. They've certainly addressed the DT issue. Yeah. And they fixed it. And now you've had a little bit better health with with guys staying healthy at the linebacker spot. And all of a sudden, it looks a whole lot better than it did last year. Absolutely. Scheme and Schwartz have a lot to do with it. Sure. But it's not all of it. Right. They got better talent at defensive tackle. They've gone from the worst defensive tackle group to probably one of the best. And they signed Shelby Harris, who was a top 20-rated PFF defensive tackle last year. And he's struggling to get on the field. Yeah, that's true. Because of how good the guys have been. Yeah. Siaki o- Obo's played pretty well in his, you know, in his spot. We haven't even seen Siaki Ika. We, no. No, this, he's been in, uh, healthy, inactive because right. of how good the defensive tackle has been. And in this been. case, it's not like... 
you're saying, well, he's a bust or whatever. Like with Cedric Tillman, you're like, there should be an opportunity. You're right. Where, whereas Sione, maybe Ika, Ika, Sione Ika. Ika. Like maybe he's playing pretty well in practice or whatever. But well, like, this, we got he's a mid round pick. Right. Like, yeah. This right. This is how it should be. You yes. should be inactive as a rookie. Right. right. And hopefully next year. Right. And you don't, Elliott and you don't sign Hurst because you think this guy can step up and do the job. Right. Jordan exactly. Elliott is in his, what, fourth year? And he's yeah. just now playing. Right. That's a tough position to be good right away. Yeah. And that's why the ones who are good right away get taken to the top 10 like Jalen Carter. That's the difference. All right. We have one more we're going to talk about and one more we're going to tease the TV show. But, G. Bush, you always talk about the Browns being predictable on offense. And, Adam the Bull, you hate when the Browns run the ball up the middle on first and 10. You guys have a chance to both be right here. On first and 10 plays this season, the Browns have run the ball 53.7% of the time. That's the fourth highest rate in the NFL. I don't love that. The only teams that run the ball more – Indianapolis, Houston, and Atlanta. And they all stink. On those first and 10 run plays, they have a 35.2 success rate, which is 31st in the league, only behind Indiana, Indianapolis. Meaning, don't be so damn predictable. Yeah. Um, uh, it also hurts they don't have Nick Chubb. It, it's tough. I generally like to run, uh, throw the ball on first down. Um, I, I, I feel like teams that throw on first down have success way mm-hmm. more often. But I think it also goes back but to the, the quarterback. Quarterback play. situation yeah. makes You'd it rest, tricky. You, you want P.J. Walker or a banged-up Deshaun in second and seven right. over second and ten. Like, that's a huge difference. It doesn't sound like much, but second and seven versus second and ten. Yeah. Or if you take a sack, second and 13. Or, or, or the death blow is if you throw the ball on first down and it's a holding penalty, you're done. First and 20. You're, yeah. you're, you Just might punt. as well. Punt just right punt. there, right? <laughs> Just the, the, the best blow teams don't run up. a lot, on, uh, throw a lot on first down. Now, they have good quarterbacks, though. Right yeah. now, the Browns don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, and this is a little teaser for the TV show. Yeah. We're going to get to this more in depth in the TV show, but I did some research and looked into the last six rookie quarterbacks Jim Schwartz has faced as a defensive coordinator. And frankly, these quarterbacks have had a lot of success against Jim Schwartz. We're going to go into I mean, who did what. It. You just blew my tease on that. But I'm not going to tell you who did what and how. Nah. But we got to give him a little teaser here. I'm just going to give you a little heads up. They're it's throwing, a very surprising stat. They're throwing for close to 300 yards and a lot more touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, I think you shared too much. People got to see See, that's why. why I don't watch movie previews, because they share too much. And I think you just shared too much, Mike. Well, I think people are going to be piqued to find out if it's an anomaly, if it's an issue, or just a discussion worth having. And you got to find that out at about 1242. On WKYC. Yeah, remember, as always, on Fridays, we are on WKYC Channel 3. So if you watch us on YouTube, we're only going to be on YouTube for about another seven minutes here. Uh, and then we will, of course, move to WKYC, which you can watch. You can watch on on, on Channel 3. Mm-hmm. Here locally, you can watch on the WKYC app as well. Uh, if, you can, if you don't have access to WKYC for whatever reason, you can't watch it and you only watch on YouTube, the final half hour of the show that's on WKYC will be available tomorrow, but uh, you, you want to watch it now. So move over with us to Channel 3. We hope to see you all there. Mike? I got one more FanDuel read. We got some Super Chats, and we are going to talk a little quarterbacks here before we move over to TV. But FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. It is unquestioned, undoubted, and 100% true. Right now, new customers get $150. On bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet, that's 150 bucks. If your team wins, it could be any money line anywhere. $150 in bonus bets 
if your money line bet wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL and an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We just have two Super Chats today, oh. which means we'll have a few minutes here at the end to uh, discuss a little bit of the Deshaun Watson news we have. But the first one comes from Jordan Wanner, and he says, I think starting Deshaun, if he's close, is a good idea. Short drops, quick throws, lots of ground game. Let's get him tuned up for the next couple of weeks when we have two AFC North opponents coming. And then our Mac Dog says, the season is undecided, all hands on deck in the QB room. Let's put the best guy out there. On Sunday, and as it appears from people who were at practice today, yeah, Deshaun Watson, barring a setback, looks and nothing's been announced yet. Yeah, but looks like he'll be the Brown starter against Arizona. Yeah, do we need to do the anniversaries before we talk a little? Oh, more we about do this? have anniversaries. I yeah. apologize, and that's a very, very. Let me explain thing. what's going on again for those who may not have been with us the last couple of days. Where were you? You should have been with us. What are you doing? Uh, on October thirty first of twenty twenty two, we started. Our memberships, right? The show started May 9th of 22. The membership tiers started on October 31st, Halloween of 2022. We have been recognizing this week all the people that joined us as members that are celebrating their first anniversary, starting with October 31st. And we're continuing today thanking people for taking it up a notch with your loyalty to the show by becoming a member. And here's the list of members that signed on in this day. What is this, November 2nd? Third? I can't remember what day Third. I, I was 3rd. asking Steve a question. What did you say? November 3rd. 3rd, 3rd. November right. 3rd. November, today's November 3rd. Correct. And we have our people that are celebrating their one-year anniversary as members on November 3rd. We do. Jason Cromley, thanks to him. Dalton Noland. Martin Brossard, or Bosard. Uh, that sounds like a hockey player, right? Martin Bosard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solomon Rogers. Guardian, the Guardian, and Brady B. Thanks to all of you for becoming members of the show. We really appreciate you, and we appreciate and acknowledge your anniversary, your first anniversary as members of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Mikey just mentioned it there, guys. Uh, those who are at Brown's practice right now, uh, we've heard from Mary Kay, we've, uh, we've heard from Zach Jackson, Tom Withers, and others. It does appear that we're trending towards much like we were two weeks ago. It didn't, well, the game ended well, but it didn't end well for Watson personally. We seem to be trending in the same direction that Deshaun Watson, G, is probably going to start. That's how it feels right now. Yeah, um, it looks like he wants to get out there. Um, It's always mixed feelings a little bit, right? Um, And I I think this is one of the reasons why the the Cleveland Browns did not go out and make a move, um, you know, and, and get another quarterback because they thought that, he was a little bit ready. And obviously we thought that might have been down the line, maybe next week or the week after that. But, you know, trade deadline passes earlier this week. Guess what? Deshaun Watson is back on the field. Um, and uh, we'll see if he, he's able to go. For me, um, what you really want to see is you just want to see him be able to make it through this game with no setbacks. That's all you should be worried about. Like, right, you, you know, you don't need any bumps, bruises, setbacks, Jason. Hopefully he can make it through and you can start putting together some games together. Hopefully that's the thing. I don't know if you're, you're as optimistic yeah. about that as, as other people are, though. No, I'm not. And they better be right in terms of not going out and getting another quarterback in the trade deadline. And I get it. Like, if, if they think Deshaun is going to be ready this week or even next week, uh, it makes sense on the surface. 
but what evidence do we have to this point that he can get healthy and stay healthy for the rest of the season? Very, very little. Not much. No. So it's a and risk. If Deshaun has to leave the game again, it's a disaster. Yeah. If Deshaun has to leave the game again, I'm once again going to say, well, it's too late for a trade. Go sign Carson Wentz. I, I, and I don't want Carson Wentz, but I, I, I take Carson Wentz with splinters in his ass for two months over P.J. Walker. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you owe it to your team. Yeah, you can't uh, keep doing this. To, to know who's going to play and who's going to start. Put them on four-game IR, go get a guy off the, uh, off the street or whatever, get DTR ready to play. But I'll admit, there's a part of me that's like, okay, there's still there's a little more excitement for the game with, with Deshaun Watson playing. It is. All I'm looking right? forward to it now. Will he be facing Kyle Murray? We're going to talk about that on WKYC. Join us there coming up in a couple of minutes. on WKYC. Here we are on the PCC Airfoils Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I'm Adam the Bull, and today we got a lot to get to. We got a wild stat about Jim Schwartz against rookie quarterbacks. Jason? I'm Jason Lloyd. Deshaun Watson trending toward playing on Sunday. Is that a surprise? We're going to talk about it. G. I'm G. Bush, leader of the Kool-Aid Mafia, and I will tell you that there might be a Cedric Tillman sighting today or on Sunday. Let's go McNuggets. And I'm Mikey McNuggets. And I'm going to tell you, it's really hard to put together a rundown for a YouTube show and a TV show <laughs> when you don't know who's going to play quarterback for either team <laughs> until three minutes before you go on air. So thank you, Browns, for making yes. it look a little clearer. In the three minutes between the end of our YouTube show, guys, and the beginning of our WKYC show with the fine folks here, we blew up our entire plan for what will take them behind the scenes was the A block. Ooh, that's yes, very fancy yes. schmancy. We've blown up the A block because we got word just in the last half hour, guys, that Desha nothing official, but Deshaun Watson taking all the first team reps, and it seems, Jason, that he is trending toward playing this Sunday. I don't agree with it. I think it's a bad call. I'd give another week of rest. It may not make that much of a difference, but it certainly can't hurt. And the Browns should be able to beat the Cardinals with either P.J. Walker or Deshaun Watson at quarterback. I'd give him the extra week of rest and bring him back for Baltimore-Pittsburgh, which really is going to go a long way in determining <clears throat> this division. Well, listen, I, I look at this situation with Deshaun Watson, and I'm looking at it like, hey, look, bro, if you, if you come back and you want to mess around, he could be hurt again. And if he does come back and he does get hurt, I think the Cleveland Browns need to put him on a four-game IR. Um, I think the team deserves to know who's going to be at quarterback. I think they also – can't afford to, to pull P.J. Walker back out of that mix. And I think they got to put a veteran if Deshaun Watson can't get through this game. I think if he is going to play, I think everybody's best-case scenario is Deshaun Watson plays in the game. He hands the ball off a lot. He may get a couple yards, maybe a touchdown. But the goal is to make sure that he comes out of this game unscathed and does not have any setbacks. In his, in his shoulder. So I think that's what what we should be all hoping and praying for in terms of expected from Deshaun Watson Bulls. Guys, I am very excited about this. That, that My excitement level for this game has just gone up. Now, am I overly confident that Deshaun Watson is going to make it through the game, let alone play at a high, a high level? No, I'm not overly confident. But the fact that he's playing gives me a chance that that could happen. And... I think, listen, it's hard to trust the Browns on this situation 
because the way it's been handled, at least publicly, from day one, when he got hurt against the Titans, has been pretty bad. However, I'm going to go under the assumption, you know what happens when you assume, it could be a bad sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to choose to go under the assumption that the Browns medical staff and Deshaun Watson have decided that, hey, listen, his shoulder is as good as it's going to be this year. It's not perfect, but it's not going to be perfect until after the season. It's not going to get any better if he rests one or two more weeks. We either have to play him at some point or not. If he feels confident in playing and the team feels, hey, yeah, it could get worse, but it also could get worse if he plays next week or the week after. At this point, what's the point of waiting? If it goes badly, at least it happens with Arizona where you can recover from that by going to P.J. Walker or DTR or whatever the heck you want to do, and it gives you time. Just think about it this way. If you wait till next week when they're playing Baltimore, guys, and Deshaun Watson goes out like he did in Indy, five plays in, and it's a disaster. Well, now you're throwing in P.J. Walker into a game where he wasn't preparing all week. That's a, that's a negative, a big negative. Against Baltimore, that's probably a disaster. It probably means you're going to lose the game. Against Arizona, it's something you could bounce back from. Mm-hmm. They can still win the game with P.J. Walker coming in with very little practice because they're just so much better overall than the Cardinals. And then you know, all right, we got to basically rule out Watson the rest of the way. He, we can't keep doing this. We are preparing full, full steam ahead for P.J. Walker. That's why, to me, I like this, guys, and I'm excited. Well, you know, Jason, you you look at it. One of the things I think that might be spurring this on is the fact that you look at a guy like Deshaun Watson who has not had that many reps. One of the problems we came in, he we suspended 11 games last year. He had the six games. He did not play that much in the preseason. You get to the regular season, you've only seen one really solid game for Deshaun Watson where you say, hey, okay, that's what we paid for. So now he's had another six weeks off, basically. So now... We can't expect him to come in and throw in strikes and darts now, can we? So I think they wanted to get him out there against the Cardinals and, and work off a little bit of the rust before you do get to a Ravens and a Pittsburgh game that may judge whether or not you're going to be going to the playoffs. We'll see. I still think yeah. it's a mistake, but, you know, we talked to Tim Couch during the YouTube show, and I asked him, you know, whose call is this ultimately? And he said it's basically going to come down to Deshaun and the medical team. Yeah. Medical's already cleared him, though. It's up to when Deshaun feels ready to play. So clearly Deshaun's told him this week from the looks of things, at least Deshaun's told him I'm ready to go again. And now I guess we'll roll him out Sunday and see what it looks like. True or not. When Deshaun last spoke, he said, Hey, I got to listen to the medical people, right? I got to listen to my body. I, I came back too soon a couple of weeks ago. I mean, if he's honest about that, then, then maybe it's, a, you know, he kind of made it seem like he knew he wasn't ready for Indianapolis. I mean, is he ready now, though? Is I, he honest now, today? Like, I, what is I like? don't know. Maybe he's just saying all the right things and he's right. going to go out there and be a disaster. I mean, it is bad if the same thing happens that happened two weeks ago. The team is going to look really bad. Again, I would just rather that happen this week against Arizona than next week against Baltimore. It very well, I mean, what's to say it doesn't happen next week against Baltimore? If Even it doesn't if happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is a specter that will be hanging over the Browns and fans yeah. the rest of the season. It's not like he de- he's going to be 100% at any point. I think you're really going to have to deal with the fact that he could get hit, he could fall, he could throw the ball, and his shoulder could be re-injured. So you got to take that risk a little bit, but the Browns are too good not to go into this season and the rest of the season 
not going for it all. I don't think any of us are expecting Deshaun Watson to be at his best. At this point, I don't even know what his best is anymore. However, as bad as he played last year, I mean, off the top of my head, I would say all of his performances last year, were any of them any worse than P.J. Walker's played in these three games? Houston. Houston last year, that his was first bad. game back was... Okay, so but five, <laughs> Throw of, that the, one. But, but, but five of the six last year but if he, were not... That was a P.J. Walker-level start, fair. But the rest... And that was his first game, obviously, right. in almost two years. Right. But the rest of them were all better than... Like, a, a diminished Deshaun Watson is still probably better than P.J. Walker. At least if, he can throw the football. If he can throw the football, yeah. Especially from a decision standpoint. I mean, you think about one touchdown and... and, and P.J. Walker had five, six turnovers, but he could have had more turnovers than that. It could have been easy, tur- easy more turnovers. The guys dropped the interception or, yeah. or he got lucky in different places where guys dropped picks. But, you know, I, I look at it like this. I will I will give you this. This game is much more entertaining on paper right now. Yeah. I, listen, I was I had the straight face. I was not drinking the Kool-Aid at all. But one thing Deshaun Watson always brings to the table, he does bring that cachet, that star, that star power. So now I'm interested in seeing can he bounce back and get the Browns back on track offensively. Is there part of you that wants Kyler Murray to play too? Just because it makes it a more interesting yeah, game or, yeah. sure. or, or no, because it, the Browns have a better chance of winning if he doesn't play. I want to see him. I, you know, Jason said it earlier. If you thought Deshaun Watson was, was rusty after him coming off from the Houston Texans, yeah. Kyler Murray come off, coming off of ACL with no preseason, no training camp, no nothing. Yeah. He's coming. He might throw you two or three interceptions and get a couple sacks. I like that. Yeah, I was thinking like earlier in the week, I saw that, that Josh Allen wasn't practicing against the, you know, they're playing the Bengals this week. And I'm like, well, I want Josh Allen to play. I, maybe we're crazy. You were probably the minority because I think a lot of fans are like, well, I don't want a good player to play. I like when the good players play each other. Yeah. And and Kyler Murray versus Deshaun Watson is a lot more exciting than PJ Walker against Clayton against Toon, Clayton Toon. Right? I mean, that's that's <laughs> a lot more fun. But uh I don't know. I mean, listen, the Browns in in this game and really the whole season are going to be playing with fire every time Deshaun Watson is on the field. And that's why it still remains a little surprising that they haven't brought in another veteran quarterback. Well, they, Do we look, think that ship has sailed completely? Do we think there's any chance no. if, if the sh- they're going to bring in a free agent? No. None. They, Even if Watson, what if Watson's out for the year? I mean, if, if he if he suffers another injury and he's out for the year, yeah. I guess you have to then look at it, in which case, you know, the organization's open for criticism because they had plenty of other opportunities yeah. to upgrade that spot, knowing they were vulnerable there. They had exposure there, yeah. and they didn't do anything to address it. Yeah, I mean, you got DTR back. I, I, I would expect them to go back to DTR if Deshaun Watson was long-term put on the IR and wasn't able to play the rest of this year because at least I think DTR has a higher ceiling than P.J. Walker. He's a little more athletic than P.J. Walker. And, and you named him, you, you saw enough of him. To say yeah. he's our backup, so at some yeah. point, well, PJ Walker ceiling is yeah. Is touching his I don't head know right that now. we know DTR has a higher ceiling. We haven't seen anything, but we know PJ Walker's ceiling is about where the floor is. <laughs> it is what it is. He's got you're walking like this. He got the drop ceiling. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling yeah. that come down. It's a crawl space. It ain't an attic. You just crawl around up there. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is we didn't know when the, when the YouTube show started today at 11 o'clock who was going to start we still don't know for sure at 12:41 and change what we do know is that it is trending in the direction of Deshaun Watson being the starter this week 
obviously stick with us, folks. If you don't know, you know, we do shorts on YouTube. And if there's breaking news, when there was trades, when Donovan Peoples-Jones got traded, Mikey threw up a short. When uh, the Browns didn't trade for quarterback, I threw up a short on YouTube. We're constantly hitting you with stuff. So make sure you're subscribed to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube. Coming up, when we come back from this break, got to tell you, this is a wild stat. Shocking about Jim Schwartz against rookie quarterback. He's going to blow your mind. This is the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, brought to you by PCC Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Well, guys, Jim Schwartz is a legendary defensive coordinator in the NFL. And so far, he's done an amazing job for the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are one of the best defenses in the league. But how has he done against rookie quarterbacks? The answer to that question is going to surprise you. To give us that answer, here's our own Mikey McNuggets. Yeah, well, you would think rookie quarterbacks against a great defensive mind would favor Jim Schwartz, but you go back the last couple of years and rookie quarterbacks have had way more success against the Jim Schwartz defense than you would expect. I went back to the last six, so dating back to 2019, and he's faced six rookie quarterbacks. And despite the fact that Jim Schwartz's teams have a 3-2-1 record, those rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, and Dwayne Haskins are averaging 293 passing yards per game two touchdowns, and only half an interception against. And to give you a little context, and just in terms of passing yards, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson threw more passing yards in that game against Jim Schwartz their rookie year than they did any other game as a rookie, and only Dwayne Haskins wasn't in the top five of most yards against the Jim Schwartz defense as they had in terms of passing yards in their entire rookie season. So to me, it's a bit surprising. These rooks have had success against a Wiley vet like Schwartz. I don't care. Meaningless stat? Meaningless Coincidence? Stat. Here's why. Yeah. Read those names again. Do you have them? Read all those names again. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Dwayne Haskins, and Daniel Jones. All first-round picks. A lot of them number one overall Yeah, picks. but some of those are really bad players. Some of them are, but some, yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow's not. Mac Jones was decent his rookie year. He was, that was his best year was his rookie he year. Wa- you're talking, and Clayton Toon, <clears throat> if it's Clayton Toon, you're talking about a fifth-round guy yeah. taking 139th overall, making his first start. That's a lot different than some of these other names we're talking about. I'm not worried about it at all. I think if it's Clayton Toon, the Browns will be just fine. Yeah, I, here's the reason I don't, I, I'm not looking too far into it because there, all those teams that Jim Shorts had, they ain't had no Miles Garrett. So, uh, you know, and plus you look well, at the, he had a lot of really good players though. Hey, hey, he did, but I'm that's Miles Garrett though. That's, no, it's at a, it's just that that point where we start to put some respect on Miles Garrett's name because he's he's shown that he could wreck a game by himself. And I don't know how many of those yards came when they were down and they were throwing the ball a lot. Was it garbage time? Did they throw the hat to throw the ball? I don't know. I don't look too far into it. I think that this defense um, is a different place at a different time. And I think he get, they get it done. It is interesting. It's fascinating. The it numbers. Is, I mean, it's there's got to be something to well, it. But and the, by the way, like I know they were first round picks. Although Daniel, oh yeah, Daniel was first, first round pick. picks. But Haskins, who obviously sadly passed away, Mac Jones and uh, Zach Wilson, they're all bad quarterbacks. Or Haskins they had spots early on during the, during the first. Zach, not Zach. Zach, Zach, Zach never looked good. He's been Mac terrible. Jones did look better his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, he had but a decent rookie Trevor year. Lawrence and Burrow weren't the quarterbacks they are now. No, and their rookie but they're season. still talented quarterbacks. They, yeah. Those two in particular, yes. But it is surprising that all of those guys. Well, in a, in a collective, it's yeah. accumulative. Like if you break it out and look at the numbers, 
Did Zach Wilson have a great day? Probably not. But he, Joe Burrow. No, he did. Zach Wilson threw for over 300 yards, didn't oh, he? Oh, he did? Zach Wilson, 297, the most yards. All right, I take it all back. Browns are in trouble. I don't. <laughs> I ultimately agree that Clayton Toon, you know, it's his. I don't know if any of those were their first NFL start. Right. None of them were the first start of their career for the Ravens. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Now, too. The, uh, those were mostly bad teams. Remember, the Bengals and Burroughs' rookie year were bad. They yeah. finished, you know, and he got Jaguars hurt. Jaguars were terrible. Year. Trevor's rookie year. Yeah, Patriots were decent. Yeah, I mean, Mac uh, Jones, his first year, put 40 on us. At, at New England. Hey, Mac Jones, his rookie year, we all thought, well, Belichick did it again. Oh, here, I did. Here they go a lot again. of people a did. A lot of people yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> he played decently his rookie year, but anyway. All right, when we come back, we've talked a lot about the Browns quarterback situation. We now think it's going to be Deshaun Watson. But what about the Cardinals? Is there an advantage for the Cardinals if Kyler Murray happens to play over Clayton too? That next on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We are back on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, and we have some breaking news. Mikey McNuggets, tell our WKYC audience, what is this? I don't even know what the breaking news is. What do we got? It is official. The Browns. The Browns have named Deshaun Those, Watson yeah, the starter. It was a terribly worded tweet from Ian Rapport, but the Browns have officially <laughs> named Deshaun Watson the starter <laughs> for right. Sunday's game against Arizona. Breaking a news. terrible worded tweet. Ian Rapport, yeah. be better. But Deshaun Watson is the starter. It is official. I obviously was trending that way for the last half hour, guys. It's official. We've already talked about it. Let's spend another. Let's wrap up our Deshaun Watson now starting out. It's official. Who's the quarterback he thoughts. will face? Oh, you want to yeah, talk? Yeah, real quick thoughts, and then we'll get to who will face. I disagree with the decision. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Gee, I'm, interested. I'm, I'm interested in watching it. I'll say that to say the least. Let's go. I didn't buy the two weeks after he had to leave the game with a dead arm against the Colts. He'd be ready to start this week. But I'm kind of excited. There you go. Ian Rappaport saying it's official. He's going to start. He has no game status. What that means is no injury status. I assume he's not on the injury report. Yes. Also, Mike. other injury news. David Bell out. Dewan Jones questionable. Greg Newsom out. Alex Wright out. Deshaun Watson will start. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wright, I don't care. David Bell, I don't care. Hello, Cedric Tillman. Come on in. Let's go. Let's see what Cedric Tillman's got. I'm excited right. about that, guys. You excited about Cedric Tillman? Yeah, yeah. I, I wish he would have forced his way on the field earlier because <laughs> yes. it's not like there's anyone doing anything in front of him. Right. No. But now is an opportunity for him to show that he can be a part of this offense. You know, we played uh, uh, fence riders the other day, and we were talking about Cedric Tillman. And you and I both said we didn't think he'd have a catch. I think I'm going to change my mind yeah, now. Yeah, can we, can, can we change our mind? I yeah. mean, he's, he's nope. going to be in the top three. He's uh, going to be in that top three. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin and he will get the third, you know, the, the third snaps, the you know, third targets behind the top two guys and, and the tight end. All right, real quick, let's get to the Cardinals quarterback situation. We have a definitive answer on the Browns. Deshaun Watson's going to start. We think it's going to be Clayton Toon for Arizona. What about that, though? Do you think it might be? Kyle, you think they'll shock us with Kyler Murray last second? What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I, I would, I would lean towards a no. Here's the reason why: I, I look, that Browns defense can get after you with a quarterback-wise. Um, they don't have to officially have to take him off. I believe IR or whatever until Wednesday. I think they give him all the rest of this week. They give him to Wednesday. They activate him, and he makes his first start next week. Um, and, and I don't think they want to do that on the road today. I would see, I, I would lean towards Clayton too. The Cardinals aren't playing for anything this year. It doesn't make any sense to throw Murray back in against a pretty good defense that knows how to get after it. Do you really want Kyler Murray to see just, uh, Miles Garrett in this first start? 
in over yeah. a year. Sit him for another week. I think it's going to be the rookie. You guys are crazy. If I'm the Cardinals, I've got nothing to lose. So why wouldn't I play Kyler Murray? It's not a Deshaun Watson situation where he just had the injury a few weeks ago. The injury's not a factor here. He had the injury a year ago. He's fine. The only question is, is he too rusty to play? Who cares if he's too rusty to play? If he plays the worst game of his career, it doesn't matter. They stink anyway. They're not going anyway. Anywhere. If I'm the Cardinals, I want to see my best player, probably, certainly my best quarterback, get on the field as soon as possible. And if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not saying anything. I'm telling every, letting everybody believe it's Clayton Toon, and I am going to play Kyler Murray. Mike, you got a play about right now. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon said he will not name a starter until he's on the flight heading to Cleveland. So go. he is not willing to make the same. I think it's smart. Yeah, so we don't know who it'll be. Real quick, guys, if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We need to make our predictions on who's going to win Browns Cardinals this Sunday. We've done it with pre-written headlines, and you'll find out who's got what happening in this game next on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Hello, everybody watching on Channel 3 WKYC and the WKYC app. This is the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. No better sports talk in all the land. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get to Jason. Pre-written headlines. Jason, you're first up. What is your prediction for the game and what's your pre-written headline? I don't care what Jonathan Gannon has to say on the plane. I already know who's going to start. Cards can't carry a tune. Okay. Browns bury rookie quarterback Clayton Toon, 17-10 win. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I wasn't really sure when I wrote this how the Browns were going to go, if it was going to be Deshaun or if it was going to be P.J. Walker. Ultimately, I don't think it matters. I think the Browns can win this game with either guy. It's part of the reason why I think they should sit Deshaun and play P.J. for one more week. Uh, but the Cardinals, if they run out a rookie fifth-round pick, I don't care about the numbers of, of uh, Schwartz against rookie quarterbacks. Those were first-round picks. This is a fifth-rounder making his first start. I think he's going to be overmatched and overwhelmed in Cleveland. Browns get a win and get back on track. Remember, we wrote all these headlines before we knew for, that Deshaun Watson was going to play, so that may factor into some of them. So let's get to my headline next there, Mikey McDuggets. Here we go. Browns defense plays sweet music. Cleveland tunes up rookie quarterback with five sacks and three first forced turnovers okay. in a big-time win, 27-9. to nine. I think I originally said 27-10. I'm going 27-9. No touchdowns for the Cardinals in this game. They got a good kicker in Matt Prater. He's going to make three field goals. The Browns win going away. Deshaun Watson plays a serviceable game, and the Browns win handily. 
Yeah, man. Listen, G. Bush. I'm G. Bush up next. Hey, listen, let's get the Kool-Aid out. Listen, it said no Watson, no offense, no problem. Listen, Deshaun Watson decided to show up and go ahead and get on the team. So let's go ahead and do that. But it's not about Deshaun Watson. It's about the defense. Browns defense smothers the Cardinals in a 17-9 win. As Bull said, three field goals only for the Cardinals. And it might be a couple more points now that Deshaun Watson's on, on the train. McNuggets, what do you got? So last week, we all picked Seattle to win, and we were all right. And when unanimous things happen on this show, we're never right. So let's go back-to-back weeks of being unanimously correct, because mm-hmm. I am also predicting the Browns to win. How about Angry Birds, no match for Miles, <laughs> RIP to the Cardinals 2023 playoff hopes, and the best iPhone game ever uh, created. That's the best game ever created? Angry Birds, hands down, the best game ever created. I have never, played, never, played, it. never Gee, played it. I've never played it. Gee, have you played Angry Birds? No, I played Tetris. That's called being old. Yeah. Tetris. No we offense, guys. We don't do that. Really? Maybe Pac-Man. Yeah. So you think you're cool because you play Angry Birds? Earl and Anthony, real quick, hop on the mic. Did you guys play Angry Birds? Angry Birds is the best. I'm with Mike on this one. What about, like, Candy Crush? I, I can fire on that. Angry Birds is, is the stuff. Candy Crush is the greatest of all time statistically. Listen, if you're playing vi- games on your phone, you're using your phone too much. You should <laughs> well, be you like not, me. You were not in college. circle through Instagram Reels for an hour. Yeah, those, that's those. really productive time. So Deshaun Watson is starting, though. Real quick, how many yards will he throw for and how many touchdowns on Sunday? I've got him for 201 and a touchdown. 189 and zero. I'm going to go with the price is right, $1. <laughs> there you go. You're going Folks, under us. <laughs> if you haven't watched our show before, where have you been? We've been on for almost a year and a half. We appreciate that you are with us here on WKYC Channel 3, and we hope you will join us when we are on every weekday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Hit the, the subscribe button. Hit the bell. You'll get alerts every time we're on. We'll jump in with breaking news and a whole lot more. So thank you for joining us today. And one last thing, myself, yeah. Bull, and G will be at the Muni Lot tailgate yeah, this weekend. Come so see if us. you have the Muni Lot. a uh, tailgate you want us to hit, check out, hit up, whatever, send us a DM, send us a tweet, an email, and we will be there on Sunday morning. Go Browns. And yes, we want to eat your food. We're going to eat your food. So, yes. you know, G and I can eat a lot, so you better have a lot of food there ready for us. Have to some for the street team. You've been watching the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.